are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to gitlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to gitlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Guys, wordlift.io today does $195,000 a month in revenue, up from $103,000 a month just a year ago. They help large brands like Ray-Ban quickly use AI to write meta descriptions for all their thousands of SKUs and all their sunglasses. They do that same thing across other brands using their knowledge graph, enabling you to build a real AI strategy and increase human productivity, launching all these descriptions within your own company's voice based off the data you feed, wordlift.io. He's got 800 paying customers. He profited $70,000 last month, so really healthy profit margins. Last raise was $800,000 at 5.5 post, and we'll be looking to do his next round in Q for this year, Q1 next year, targeting four to five million at somewhere around a 20 million valuation. Uh, again, scaling nicely with a team of 20, seven engineers, five on the sales side. Hey, folks, my guest today is Andrea Volpini. He's a serial entrepreneur and an expert in the semantic web technologies and artificial intelligence space. He's the co founder and CEO of WordLift, a company that specializes in AI driven. SEO solutions. His experience and, fo- and focus is on leveraging artificial intelligence to improve web content and enhance SEO and user experience. Andrea, are you ready to take us to the top? Totally. All right. Super. Well, it's, I'm, I'm thrilled to have you back on. You know, we had you on about a year ago. Uh, for those that have not heard of WordLift before, maybe describe how a customer is using you today, and then we'll jump into more of the story. Right. So we, we build knowledge graphs and these knowledge graphs are designed to optimize content so that search engine can understand what this content is about, get more uses. And then we're starting to use this knowledge graph to use generative AI alongside with it. And that's, that's the exciting part. And, and so what does that mean? Can you maybe actually share a customer name that's using you and tell us how they're using this specifically? Right. I mean, uh, let's take Rayban. Okay. They, 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 they have product description. And uh, they've been using for over a year uh, now uh, WordLift to build a knowledge graph and then uh, fine-tune a model that can create a product description for every single variant, not just the main model, but every single variant with the exact tone of voice that Raven has. And uh, by doing that, they're getting significant amount of traffic, and that means an increase of the revenue of around 25%. Are they specifically using you, Ray-Ban, to update all the SKU data for all the different subclasses in terms of like the metadata description for each each frame? That's correct. That's correct. And and we build an ontology to describe how does the sun, sunglasses is made of, what is the purpose, and using this ontology, we can create better content. So better data equal better content, and we'll be fusing the knowledge graph alongside with the language model in order to provide uh, better quality, better accuracy, better validation prevent hallucination. And this has changed the business this year. Very cool. Now, are you still, last time you came on was about a year ago and you said you were charging on average 130 bucks per month. Is that still about the average? No, really. I mean, we have uh, refocused heavily on on the enterprise clients. I mean, okay. today, WorldLift is a, is a enterprise SEO platform. Uh, and uh, so we have a reduced number of clients uh, and, and a higher ticket. Um, our Average uh, enterprise client, uh, you know, would uh, would would have you know five point three thousand euro average uh, monthly 
um, subscription with us. Okay. So I guess how many, last time you came on, you told me you had about 1,150 paying customers. It sounds like you have less now, but they're paying more. How many customers today? So we are around uh, 800 uh, clients. Uh, and, uh, you know, just to give you a few numbers, uh, last year, 2022, we closed at uh, 1.2 million euro. Um, you know, the, the, the final number. And uh, in June this year, we've done uh, 1.352. So mm. we, we, we went beyond 100% growth uh, um, in the first semesters. And now, you know, the numbers is kind of slightly going down, but uh, we, we're targeting uh, 2.3, 2.5 million euro uh, by the end of the year. Okay, so $1.4 million run rate is about 120000 per month divided by 800 paying customers would mean each one's paying on average about $140 per month. Yeah. 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 But I mean, there is a, there is a slight difference between, you know, the, the enterprise patch and uh, everyone else. And uh, we have onboarded the uh, clients of the size of Coca-Cola, for example. And so we are working on multiple markets, multiple uh, languages. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so, you know, the, the, the way in which we're selling the subscription to the enterprise is that uh, we sell by website per market per language. And so at the end of the day, you buy Worldit on a URL basis. And, uh, you know, starting point can be something like uh, two euro per URL per year. Okay, got it. So it's you sell per URL per language per year. Kind of. And then we add on top, you know, uh, smart content services like the content generation, like the module for generating Q&A. So we are effectively becoming a generative AI platform focusing on enterprises doing SEO, starting from the creation of a knowledge graph. So 1.35 million run rate today up from, you told me a year ago, again, you were about 1.2 million. So a little bit of growth. Now that'd be okay if you'd bootstrap the company because when you bootstrap, you can grow on your own terms. Uh, but you've raised a pre-seed round in 2022. I think you raised 800K at 5.5 million post money. How are those investors responding to, you know, what I would say is maybe slower growth, uh, you know, relative to what their expectations were when they invested? I mean, you, you you called one hundred percent growth uh, a slow growth. I dabbled, sorry, you told dabbled. me that you told me that a year ago. I mean, you came on in twenty twenty one as well, and you told me you had seven hundred five paying customers at one hundred twenty three a month, which would be one point one million run rate. You told me then you grew that to a year ago to one point two million run rate, and you then said this year you're at a one point three million dollar run rate June, in June. So that would be two point five in in December. Does it make sense? How much how much monthly recurring revenue did you do last month? Yeah, so uh, one hundred and ninety five. I see, I see. Okay, got it. So a year ago, you were at you were doing about one hundred three. Yeah, around the one hundred. So we, we. I see, I see. Yeah, we got so, it. so comparing September to September, you've gone from one hundred three thousand per month to one ninety five per month. I see. Okay. And where did, uh, where did most of that growth come from? You know, you know, doing a lower ARPU high volume approach relative to landing a Coca-Cola, it's a very different sales motion. Yeah. Yeah. So, so the, and, and the growth is coming primarily from, you know, uh, helping this company generate content with high accuracy uh, by leveraging on the knowledge graph. So the knowledge graph is the foundation. And then on top of that, we start generating content and validating content. And that has been, you know, kind of the pivot that we've done last year. I've been investing on transformers for, for many years now. And the combination with, with knowledge graph, it's, it's, uh, 
it's bringing a lot of value. Yeah, but Andre, isn't the isn't the knowledge graph only as powerful as the data set that you feed it in the sample size of that data set? And isn't that right. directly? I mean, if 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 the customer that signs up for your tool doesn't have a large data set to feed it, your knowledge graph is going to be really poor for that customer. Right. I mean, of course, we have built a lot of tooling for enriching this graph and improving whatever data you start from. I mean, for example, we now have the ability to ingest uh, the Google Merchant feed uh, directly into the knowledge graph, and then we can start enhancing, you know, this merchant feed and making it better because we upscale the images or we add additional metadata uh, to the products or we, you know, start to categorize product uh, with a different taxonomy. So there is a lot of value that gets into the creation of the, the, the data inside the graph. I mean, it's not just the graph. Of course, the data that you bring in, it's it's the first asset, but uh, we, we have to improve it because otherwise there's no SEO value. But once we improve it, then there's not just SEO value. You have uh, something way more valuable, which is you're going to build your AI stack on top of it. I understand. How many folks are full-time on the team today? So uh, we have uh, around uh, 24 people uh, between, uh, you know, the the kind of the, the resident one uh, and uh, and the people uh, working remotely. Mm-hmm. Um, we have around uh, seven people in the tech. Uh, um, we have uh, five sales. Uh, uh, we have uh, nine in the support uh, integration uh, team. And then we have, uh, yeah, two, two marketing and me. And so with that headcount expense, obviously, you, you know, you pay that out of your monthly recurring revenue. Is the company profitable today? Or are you burning that yeah, money? Yeah. No, we are profitable. We, yeah. we have a good profit. Um, we have around, uh, I mean, if, we, if I look at uh, August, uh, I think we are around uh, 38 profit margin. 38% or 38,000? 38%. Okay, so 38% on 200K of MRR would mean you profited something like $70,000 in August. Yeah, yeah, it's true that, of course, we are keeping, I'm keeping my salary low, the other, you know, management. I mean, we're, we're, we're still kind of in a bootstrap mode. I mean, I haven't, I want to keep the company profitable so that I don't have to, you know, deal with the issues with investors. I mean, I want to keep things as uh, healthy as possible. And I, I want a company that is profitable. We've always been profitable since, you know, the, after the first year and a half. And I want to keep it that way. So does that mean you still have the full 800,000 pre-seed from last year in your bank? Pretty much. We have, uh, at the moment, I think, uh, yeah, 780. I mean, okay. it's fluctuated. We're investing on it. Uh, on Monday, we have a new general manager starting up. I mean, so we, we're investing on, on technology and team, uh, as, as we should, but we are not overspending. We're not yeah. like uh, crazy with the money that we got. And you mentioned you know your that- own salary. A lot of founders are not quite sure what to pay themselves. So when you say you pay yourself, quote, a low salary, can I ask what that is and how did you come up with the number? No, you're going to ask. <laughs> no, but I mean, um, let's say that uh, if I would go and work on a corporate, uh, um, I would possibly earn double of what I'm making. Kind of. I mean. Yeah, but you own, obviously, you, I mean, are you sole founder? Do you own 100% of the equity? No, I mean, I have a, I have a another co-founders when we're, we have a team. So, but of course I have capital, uh, you know, I, I, I invest in my company. I'm happy. I'm, I, I'm not uh, complaining about my salary. I mean, it's a balance that I'm choosing because I want to invest in the company. I want to see the value grow and I want to keep the, the value for investing in, in innovation. Yep. So I'm, um, did you and your co-founders split 50-50 at the start? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And how, what, what employee stock option pool did you set up on the C round? Do they own 10, 20%? 
So, so we have around 10% at the moment uh, uh, for that. And I'm planning, you know, if we do a new round, I'm planning to, to review this number and increase it and, you know, kind of make it more, uh, more participation from, from everyone on it. Okay. So investors put an 800K at 5.5 posts last year, which would be about 15% of the company. Employees own something like 10% and the rest, which is 75%, you and your co-founder kind of split 50-50. With, with some other small uh, um, shareholders that um, I see. You mentioned adding more to the ESOP pool. If you do another round, are you planning to raise additional capital in the next twelve months? Yes. Um, so we see that generative AI it's um, it's a great opportunity. So we saw that we could uh, you know double on major client, and, and and there is a significant opportunity because we are at this uh, specific point in time where we have learned that the quality of the data is as important as the language model. Mm -hmm. And so the more we can focus on strengthening uh, the tooling that creates and qualifies the data that we ingest from client, the better the content will get. And so we want to double on that. And I want to increase the speed. I want to open an office in the US and I want to have a larger product team. And so So how much are you looking to raise, Andrea? We are looking at between four and five million euro. Okay. And how much equity do you think you have to sell to get that deal done? Max 20%, no more. In- interesting. So something like a 15 to 20 million, you know, pre post money valuation. 20, 20 million would be a fair, would, would be a fair number, you know, yeah. considering in Europe, the evaluation are slightly lower. If we would be in San Francisco, that would be maybe a 35, but, uh, but, uh, we are in Rome. <laughs> when do you plan, when do you plan to kick that process off? So um, ideally, end of the year, beginning of Q1 next year, uh, we have to, you know, have a solid plan. I don't want to make, uh, you know, get money if I don't have exactly, you know, the idea of how to spend it. I'm still conservative. So <laughs> as you could see from my existing numbers, I'm not overspending. I don't see value in adding marketing, you know, expenses if I don't see that at least I get a 3x return. So everything, it's very much uh, calculated at this point. But yeah, we need a little bit more of flexibility. Would you ever consider, you know, keeping your equity instead of selling a bunch in a round? Would you consider using something like non-dilutive capital? Why not? I mean, we discussed it in the past. I'm, yeah. I'm always I'm looking at growth first. You know, my target is to have a healthy company that it's sustainable enough that, you know, it doesn't uh, overspend. It remains profitable. But at the same time, we have to kill it on the innovation side. And killing on, on our, you know, in the innovation side, uh, when you deal with very large corporations and you have to work on a technology stack, which is so volatile, like the AI stack these days, you know, we, we, we need resources, but uh, yeah, maybe a mix between the two. Yeah. Well, good on that note, Andrea, let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, your favorite book. Uh, I'm starting to read, to read again, the society of the mind by Marvin Miski. This is kind of a, a, you know, a major study on how the brain works. And, uh, and I, I was passionate when, uh, when it came out. Uh, I mean, I think I read it in the nineties, but now I'm rereading again and it's, it's so beautiful. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? I follow several CEO. Um, yeah, of course, I have to follow people like uh, like Musk because I use X uh, or X Twitter. Uh, but um, I have a good relationship with uh, with the founder of Yoast that we're going to meet uh, next week, and uh, and and we have a you know um, I think a great uh, relationship. I can learn a lot from him because he sold the company already. Um, great. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building WordLift? Um, personally, 
I like a lot uh, the work that uh, we do with Zapier. I think yeah. uh, you know, kind of connecting dots and automating marketing. It's it's good, but uh, yeah. Other, number second number second answer is work with, of course. And number three, what's your fa- uh, sorry? How many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, I mean, I should do better. I mean, I think we have you know six uh, six and a half, uh, seven. I mean, depending on the period of time. Now it's it's very low. And what's your situation? Married, single, kids. I married two kids, very happy. And uh, I think you had a birthday, right? You're 46 now? Uh, yeah, uh, in March. In, in March, March. very good. The last question, something you wish you knew when you were 20. Um, oh boy, uh, when I was 20, that, uh, that I could uh, already focus on uh, kind of my dream idea rather than, you know, kind of learning from, from, from the bottom up. You know, I could, I could focus... Uh, in the beginning on things that I loved. Yes. I mean, not that I didn't, not that I did things that I didn't love, but uh, I could be more crazy, even more crazy than I was already. Guys, wordlift.io today does $195,000 a month in revenue up from $103,000 a month just a year ago. They help large brands like Ray-Ban quickly use AI to write meta descriptions for all their thousands of SKUs and all their sunglasses. They do that same thing across other brands using their knowledge graph, enabling you to build a real AI strategy and increase human productivity, launching all these descriptions within your own company's voice based off the data you feed wordlift.io. He's got 800 paying customers. He profited $70,000 last month. So really healthy profit margins. Last raise was $800,000 at 5.5 post. And we'll be looking to do his next round in Q4 this year, Q1 next year, targeting four to 5 million at somewhere around a 20 million valuation. Uh, again, scaling nicely with a team of 20, seven engineers, five on the sales side. Andrea, thanks for taking us to the top. 